Hello and welcome to Entrepreneur's Journey again. My name is Yaro Starak. Thank you once more for joining me. Uh, today I'm continuing with the series on taking uh, payments online, which I started in the previous podcast of this one. If you are interested in obtaining that podcast or any of my other previous podcasts, uh, you can check out my blog at entrepreneurs-journey.com or search for my name, which is Yaro, Y-A-R-O. So if you were listening to my last podcast, which was part one of, of a series on taking payments online, I'm slowly going through the different payment methods I currently take for my online business, betteredit.com, and also how I came about to become aware of and choose these payment methods, because I have been doing a lot of online transactions on the internet uh, you know, since I started back in 1998. Um, originally with eBay and online garage sales, but nowadays with proper online commerce. Not that eBay isn't, of course, but I am running a, a business rather than uh, trading on eBay. So anyway, um, in the previous episode, I quickly went through some of the payment methods that are very common and obvious choices, including bank deposits, checks, money orders in the mail, um, Western Union, and a, a touch on PayPal towards the end. Um, as I said in my discussion of PayPal, I talked a bit about credit card fraud and how basically PayPal dealt with credit card fraud, but at the same time as they dealt with it, they got into a lot of trouble for uh, freezing accounts of people that weren't committing credit card fraud. So um, I'm going to tell you a story a bit about uh, my first taste of credit card fraud, or my only taste of credit card fraud, which unfortunately was a bit of a hit and um, has influenced me greatly in terms of taking payments now on the internet and, and created a lot of fear, <laughs> enough fear for me to take a lot of action and you know make some choices when it comes to taking credit card payments on the internet. Um, credit card fraud is one of the biggest issues with, on the internet for um, any online business. Uh, recently, I think you've heard me mention Ryan Glasgow, Ryan J. Glasgow, he has a blog and he had to shut down his uh, iPod accessories website because of excessive uh, credit card fraud. Basically, he had trouble knowing what was a legitimate transaction and what wasn't, and it would cost him too much time to figure out using uh, anti-fraud measures like phoning, phoning the person who was supposed to own the card, and so forth. So um, my taste of credit card fraud was pretty significant. It was back when I was running what's called, um, well, my magic site, Magic the Gathering trading card site, which was called mtgparadise.com. And I had a sales store on that site, which was called uh, MTG Paradise Sales. Or, and I sold magic cards. I actually bought products at wholesale and was you know, running a, a full-on online store. Because my site was and still is with the new owners, um, the most active Australian-based site. I had a captive audience in terms of a market, so it was quite possible to set up a successful store, you know, provided um, you know, you're willing to go through the, the rigmaroles of buying at wholesale, selling, and, and it's a full-time occupation, basically, if you want to make good money. Now, I'm not going to go into too much detail about it, because I have done a fairly lengthy explanation of my my card store, as well as my story of credit card fraud in my business timeline, which you can find on my blog. I, if you're interested in learning more about that and how I came about to basically lose close to $15,000 through credit card fraud, take a look at entrepreneurs-journey.com and check the About section. You'll find a link to my business timeline in there. It's a five-part series. It's pretty lengthy, but in part two, you can find a bit about credit card fraud and um, how it all came about with my card store. 
But in a nutshell, basically, I had some orders coming in from a customer in Thailand, and I was quite naive in how I handled the whole process. And in the end, I um, started to get these chargebacks coming through. Um, it was a big lesson for me on the principles of online transactions and credit cards in general. And, and the hard rule that I learned here, and this is an important rule to learn, is that any credit card transaction that does not contain a signature, uh, the liability falls directly on the merchant, the person selling the products or services. So when it comes to it, if the customer or whoever, you know, credit card owner who made the payment decides to dispute that transaction, unless you've got a signature, it's very difficult, you know, a, a real signature, a verifiable one, um, it's difficult for the merchant to ever claim any rights and more often than not they lose their money. It's just the way the nature of the credit card system has been set up. And it, that really annoyed me actually when I first got hit by credit card fraud. Um, I was naive not to study it as well as I could have. I think partly why I was naive is because the credit card system I was using was a, a manual click-clack system and with that there was a phone number that you call to check whether the card had been reported stolen and I kind of thought that was all that was necessary to protect you know provided that the card verified in that case then it was fine but really that was a stupid thing to assume because all that would do was determine where the card had been reported stolen so you know if the owners hadn't bothered or perhaps if the owners were in some sort of credit card ring and they weren't going to report it as long as it's not reported stolen it could be completely illegal purchase and you have no means of knowing whether it is or isn't because the transaction will go through fine so this is what I did. I transacted close to $15,000 in transactions over a six-month period or something like that. And then eventually the first of the chargebacks came through and the nightmare hit me and I realized that I was probably about to get hit for every product I had sold to that person and shipped to Thailand. Yes, it was a quite a sad story, but as everything is business, it was a good learning experience. And consequently, I learned a lot about taking credit card payments through the Internet and what I need to look for. And nowadays, since I run a service-based business, it's not quite a big hit if I would be hit by credit card fraud because um, I lose you know, the fee that I would be paying to um, our staff to complete the work. So it's not nearly as significant where I could lose $500 in one hit with what I was selling a product, obviously. You know, if you're also selling products and your products are of high value, you have to be very careful with credit card because one chargeback can make what can break your business. So definitely if you're doing high ticket priced items be very careful so um, as a result of that I had credit card fraud or anti-credit card fraud as a, a big tip, tick box of a consideration whenever I was choosing a, an online payment system now I with with betteredit.com um, I was using Paymate initially for my credit card transactions, but I, I investigated Paymate and read a bit about them and, and noticed that really their anti-fraud measures were a case of, you know, the usual lots of algorithms that apparently try and pick up the credit card fraud. But I, I noticed that a lot of it was very reactionary. Now, I've touched wood, never had a chargeback through PayPal, but obviously a lot of people have and they've been bitten by um, the credit card fraud and they've sort of associated that pain with PayPal because PayPal hasn't really protected them, or at least they've perceived that they haven't protected. Um, in a lot of ways, PayPal can only do so much, and I understand that that's a problem, but what I didn't like um, about PayPal was that they only check into the situation after a chargeback has been uh, recorded. Now, yes, they do things beforehand to see whether the credit card is legitimate, but really, it, when it comes down to it, if a chargeback comes through, you don't have any recourse. So I wasn't entirely happy with um, their methods combined with the fact that I was looking for a payment provider that provided Australian dollar 
transactions, I went about researching on different payment methods to um, take credit card payments for better edit. Since the majority of my clients certainly back then were going to be coming from Australia, so I wanted to have an Australian service. It, it also is nice to have someone you can phone up. PayPal's got notoriously bad customer service. Um, you know, they even to the lengths they've gone now to make it better, it's still a very difficult company to get in contact with on the phone or even to get a response through email that matches your question. Uh, it's been quite a few times I've emailed them for support and got an answer that half answered half answered my question, which is just not satisfactory. So uh, more often than not, I don't encourage PayPal as your sole credit card um, you know, to rely on them that much. So I went about looking for other payment systems, and one of the ones I came across quite quickly was ToCheckout.com. Um, I, I did my research initially through online forums for web hosting because I was also running a web hosting business early on when I started to take payments and one of the best forums about web hosting is called webhostingtalk.com. It's an absolutely massive forum full of everything to do with the web hosting business and industry including some dedicated forums to the actual business management process of web hosting where you can find a lot of information about um, payment processors and online transaction systems. So I went about there and read up into everything and, and 2checkout.com seems to be a very common processor for a lot of people. Um, it's not an email system like PayPal's is. It actually sets you up with online like a sh not a really a shopping cart, but a payment gateway uh, web form that your that your shopping cart can refer to, or you can directly link people to using text links or whatever means you want to, and it, it'll process the credit card number. You never see the credit card number at all, and then I think it's monthly, or you can nominate a certain time, and they'll send you out checks for the money you've received. Like PayPal, there is a transaction fee of a certain percentage on that. Um, you can compare the transaction fees and look at the volumes you expect to do and see which one are better if if that's what your most prominent concern is the, the transaction fees you're always looking at between two and and six percent in terms of how much money you're going to lose for these transactions um, it's you know it's an unfortunate part of doing business on the internet uh, so I looked at two checkout and I looked at um, a few of two checkouts competitors there's quite a few out there uh, I read into them and really none of them provided any different sort of well, nothing significant enough that I was willing to switch away from uh, what I currently did with PayPal. I didn't see a need to, considering PayPal had such a critical mass. So um, I recommend, though, you do look into to checkout. They take multiple currencies, which is a really good thing, just like PayPal does. Um, it does give your business a bit more of a professional edge. Nowadays, PayPal actually has a merchant facility very much similar to to checkout, and I recently wrote an article about that. It's currently only available to North American users, but it will create a seamless uh, processing payment system for your website, which to checkout used to be one of the, the way one of the advantages to checkout used to have over PayPal was that seamlessness. But now they're pretty much on par, so it's up to you which one you go through. In that case, I don't consider them um, superior to each other really. If anything, PayPal might be superior because it's got such a huge critical mass of users out there. So I investigated those few options. Um, again, with my Australian uh, look on things, I was looking for an Australian processor. And I came across one that actually had shut down recently, which I was a bit disappointed with because apparently a lot of Australian web hosts were using it and had you know good things to say about them, but they went out of business. 
But anyway, another one popped along called Paymate, which is at paymate.com.au. And it, basically, it's the equivalent of PayPal, but for Australia. And I think that's um, what they probably started off their business. It's certainly different uh, in a lot of really good ways. And, and let me explain. Uh, Paymate is my preferred payment credit card processor now for sure for, for any payments I do with my business if it has to be done by credit card. I do prefer a bank direct deposit over anything because of the lack of fees, but Paymate in terms of having to take credit card payments is my favorite processor. And I'll tell you why. The number one reason is their anti-fraud measures. Now obviously given my situation in the past with fraud, I'm quite careful with that. And I'll ask you whether um, whether your payment processor or has ever done this for you, because this is what really impressed me with Paymate is um, early on I was doing some, well this is the first time it happened, I was doing uh, selling something on eBay and I actually got uh, the transaction completed, I was invoiced, um, I invoiced the person who I was selling to, they turned out to be from I think Malaysia or maybe maybe Taiwan, I can't remember, somewhere in Asia in what could be considered one of the credit card suspect countries. There certainly are a few Asian city uh, countries that are on that list and some processes just blacklist them and won't take any payments from those country period if they're credit card payments. But anyway, this person made their payment through Paymate to me using a credit card from Malaysia or something like that. I get a phone call from Pay Paymate and they ask me whether you know um, there's, a, there's an issue with this this payment and we're going to investigate it further so please don't ship any goods. You know, very nice actual phone call from them. Then I um, go and wait a couple of days and basically what Paymate does, it sends out an email to the person who just made the payment if, if there's any worries about the credit card and ask them to log or phone or log into their net banking facility and check for a payment, uh, a slight a withdrawal and a credit that's been applied to the credit card by Paymate. And if they can verify the number that goes with it, then obviously they have access to that credit card's uh, account record, so they must be the owner. You know, you'd have to do a pretty complex credit card uh, fraud ring if you could do that sort of verification. So basically, they, they protected me really well from that. It turned out to be a credit card fraudster, and I saved my money and, and didn't send that product. So that was the first instance where I was impressed with it. And continuing on over the years now, I've had multiple times where a payment has, has stepped up and uh, at least done some sort of very steady before payment processing period uh, proactive credit card fraud checking. So they will verify using that sort of method. Um, you know, sometimes I get a phone call, but more often than not, it's just emails nowadays. And that that's what's impressed me most with Paymate and why I've chosen them as my favorite credit card processor. Unfortunately, it is only for Australians at the moment. So in terms of um, being a merchant, so. Now, to all my you know North American, European, and, and Asian listeners, I know you can't, um, or South American listeners, you can't make use of Paymates, which is unfortunate. But for the Australians out there, this is the one I recommend. Is definitely Paymate. There is a downside to Paymate. It's the transaction fees are quite significant. Um, I do pay a lot of money to, for my my um, ability to have this. Paymate has a complex system. They they do. Um, a monthly fee which you can choose between about five different levels and the monthly fee then gives you a certain amount of credit card transactions at no no fees and then once you break that amount or if you break that barrier then you get charged a certain fee again so you know you might have 500 per month in credit card transactions at no percentage fee and then everything above it is at two percent or three percent Paymate also charges a buyer's fee now as a merchant I choose to absorb that buyer's fee uh, because I don't want my uh, customers to pay that fee or see that as a deterrent to pay because 
you know, there's a few percentage points there which might cost them 5, 10, 15, 20 dollars depending on the size of their job, which is going to be a deterrent for them to use my service if that's the only way I can take credit card payments. So I wanted payment to be an easy way for people to pay. So I, once business got big enough, I chose to absorb it. So nowadays I'm looking at about a, a five to six percent transaction fee on every payment process. Um, there's GST on that, so I can write a little bit off on my tax, but really it's it's still a significant chunk of my revenue is, is lost to um, a payment processor. But as I said, the fraud protection I get from that, I've never had an issue so far, touch wood, with any transaction through Paymate. So I, I'm at the moment very willing. Until there's something that that's better in my mind uh, comes along, I'm going to be sticking to Paymate as my main credit card processor. It takes Australian dollars or American dollars. It's got a, um, another benefit of, of Paymate is the money goes straight into your nominated account. There is no intermediary period where they hold your money. Also, it's got very good customer support, very simple customer support. It's got a, a simple link that says contact us, which shoots off an email to support, and you usually get a response um, during business days within 24 hours. I've, sometimes it's been a couple of hours, and it's been an exact answer to my question. So, you know, I don't have to go through all these FAQs like PayPal has and try and find the contact support email or phone number. Don't have to sit in the line if I ever, you know, need to speak to someone. It's definitely um, got a lot of pluses over PayPal. But you know, I choose to offer all of those things now. Um, I think, you know, given the, a situation where you want to have as many options available to your clients, it's a good idea to offer everything. But also make sure you have at least one reliable credit card processor because a lot of people want instant gratification, want to be able to buy and have something delivered straight away. So um, I'd recommend. You know, try PayPal as a starting point. Get get familiar with their system. It is quite efficient. I should briefly mention one other option, which is maybe not something you think about as a small business owner, but certainly as you grow, you might consider it, which is a fully-fledged merchant account. Now, I did have that. That's the type of account that I was hit with for credit card fraud. Um, a merchant account is basically a facility. You go to a bank and apply for one, and then you're given... Um, well, there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can have a manual click-clack machine, which is basically something where you put the credit card down onto it and it you know, creates a transaction on a, uh, an invoice-type slip or payment slip, and then you go and make those deposits to your bank account and it takes the money off the credit card. Very cumbersome. Um, you'll see them at shops. I think nowadays um, people don't really use click-clacks anymore. They have a electronic you know, FPOS-style machines more often than not. And um, I think they replace click clacks certainly for major retail. I've seen click clacks still at markets and so forth, you know, those uh, weekend markets, but they're definitely not very common. But for most people with an online business, if they're going to get a merchant facility, they probably get a gateway as well. So there's a lot of terminology here. You've got the merchant facility, you've got the gateway, you've got your shopping cart. Um, all those things can be provided in one service, or you might go to different parties to provide all of them. Now, a merchant account with a bank usually has the benefit of slightly lower um, transaction fees or monthly fees, but um, often there's a, an establishment fee or an annual fee of something that's, that will negate any value you get, especially if you're not a high volume or um, you know high ticket price merchant. Because if if you're only doing, for example, if the kind of sales I'm doing right now, it would probably not be worthwhile getting a merchant account because um, the fees would actually be higher than my current transaction fees, simply because merchant accounts are set up for higher volume sellers. 
Um, do look into it if, if you you really want to go straight to the most serious option. Um, a merch facility, I guess, really gives you a professional look. Um, it's definitely seamless once you have a, a gateway and a, a, a merchant a shopping cart all integrated together. It, it, you know, your visitors stay on your site, the process is all done on your website and go straight into your bank account. Um, the risks again are the fraud, anti-fraud measures and I'm sure it's come a bit since the few years ago where I was hit by fraud it's come a bit on and probably a bit better than back then but I still don't trust it mainly because of the just the simple uh, rule with credit card systems that if you don't have the signature the, the merchant's liable. It's a shitty situation to be in as a merchant so the steps that Paymate does for me to protect me I really appreciate them. You know once bitten twice shy I guess in this case but um um, besides that, I think that's pretty much the main things you need to consider. I obviously offer the things that you can quite easily. You know, you should be able to take bank deposits, checks, and so forth. Western Union, offer PayPal, get some experience with it, but go into it with some caution. Um, maybe try to check out if you prefer uh, a bit more of a seamless integration. If you can't get the merchant account with PayPal. Um, the good thing about PayPal is it's got a very quick system to get you up and going for taking credit card payments and integrating some sort of you know, one-click shopping system, which is quite nice for people who are not familiar with the internet. And You, know, you can send a link in an email to make a payment and that's all you need. Um, currently, I have a link. That pretty much that's what I do for better edit. There's some simple links which click through to, the, to PayPal and the processing system there. So, yeah, as you can... Um, see it's it's no by no means a simple matter choosing an online payment processor my vote goes to paymate as my favorite given if you're not in australia and you can't use paypal a paymate so paypal is probably the next point of call i try um paypal to give them credit are probably only going to get better they're they have such a massive amount of users and they're very profitable service that um, it may it may slowly slowly get there. They are a large corporate entity now, which are bogged down by the bureaucracy of being part of eBay and so forth. But they will, you know, hopefully tweak everything as they have slowly done to become successful over time. So it's a good point if you are you know new to starting your business and get some experience. But just be careful and don't um, don't run any high ticket price goods without being absolutely certain that you can verify that credit card. If you're doing smaller ticketed prices, then you know be prepared. You might lose that ten or fifteen dollars every now and then through credit card fraud. Okay, that concludes my talk about online payment, uh, taking online payments. I hope you have some insights now in terms of what you can do for your own business. Um, I'm constantly evolving what I do when it comes to online payments, and I'm sure something, you know, there's there's rumors that Google is going to be starting some sort of PayPal-style service, and that might be something worth trying as well, since Google's got such a great reputation. Um, then again, it may not be what we expect it to be, so, you know, you can only speculate at this time. Um, I think that'll be it, so I'll conclude there. Uh, thanks again for listening to me. If you'd like to get more information about taking online payments or anything to do with online commerce or internet business. I have a lot of articles on those topics available at my blog. It's at entrepreneurs-journey, entrepreneurs or entrepreneurney, it's a new word there, or do a search in Google for my first name. It's Yaro, Y-A-R-O. Thank you for listening, and I'll speak to you again later.